Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. My goal is to help each and every listener pursue and center wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist. Now let's get into it. Somebody say it's a confidence for me. It's a confidence for me. I just want to say it confidently. Say it's the confidence for me. It's the confidence for me. Brought here and forced into slavery. Um, and based on those traumas that we experienced during slavery, some of those same behaviors, the attitudes, um, you know, the belief systems that we adopted as slaves can be passed down to generations after that. Um, and that is why we see like the hyper. Yeah, amen. You're a treasure, um, Dr. Chandra Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, thank you so I'm much. Just shutting up and listening. I'm learning so much. Yeah. Hey fam, I am super excited to be here with you for another episode. I can't wait to get into the topic. Um, it's actually a episode that I shot in studio, so I can't wait for you guys to get into uh, the title of today's episode, which is, it is what it is. It is what it is. So we definitely going to be digging into that. Before we hop into that though, I just want to give a shout out to Fine Girl A who left the podcast rating on Apple Podcasts. Fine Girl A said, Dr. Shonda is my girl. I thoroughly enjoy listening to Dr. Shonda's podcast. She touches on so many important mental health topics in such a relatable and intellectual way. Well, thank you, beloved. People like her are very important for the Black community. Congrats, Dr. Shonda, on your partnership with Revolt. I will... I wish you much success, and I look forward to the next podcast episode. Listen, fine girl A, like, you my dog for real. <laughs> for real. I really appreciate the five-star review in the comment. So if you guys um, have been listening to a few episodes and you kind of, like, like the vibe or whatever, you like the information that we're giving, you like the guest, uh, I need you to go into either Apple or Spotify. Scroll down to the bottom and click on that five-star rating. Let me know how much you're enjoying it. Even let me know show topics, questions, whatever it is that you want me to read on our show. And I will for sure give you a shout out like I did my girl, Fine Girl A. Um, there are a few other podcast ratings that I do want to shout out, but I'm just going to save them for the next episode. But uh, I, I appreciate all the ratings that you guys have been leaving so far. Like, it's legit been making my day. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it really lets me know that y'all really writing for me for real. So <laughs> always appreciate that. Uh, if you guys haven't done so already, I need you to go into wherever you're listening to this podcast and subscribe. So if you're watching on YouTube or if you are or listening on YouTube or if you're watching or <laughs> listening on Apple Podcasts, go to the top and click on that plus sign that makes sure that you're following the podcast. If you're on Spotify, go to the top and click on follow or subscribe. That makes sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. The more ratings and subscriptions we have, the more it helps to boost our visibility and you guys know your girls will revolt, so shout out to the Revolt family. So we're trying to make sure that we're continuing to spread the message, spread the love, spread the education to everybody. So make sure that you guys are following. Make sure that you leave a five-star rating. And, yeah, 
I, I love y'all. I really do. I appreciate all the ratings that y'all left so far. Y'all really been enjoying this episode from last week. My girls, Germany and Brittany, stopped by from the Black Girl Bravado podcast, which is available on the Jamel Hill Network, which is the Unbothered Network. Uh, these girls talk so much about their you know boundaries and friendships, their conflict, how they overcame it, how they made um, established a business and a friendship. And I don't know about y'all, but I always hear like you should not go in business with friends and family. And I was so happy to hear that these ladies were successful with millions of downloads in their podcast on Spotify. And you know they they really came through dropping gems. So I need y'all to go back to the previous episode. Make sure y'all listen to that as well. Um, in addition to that, just to give y'all some updates, listen, I've been in New Orleans heavy. <laughs> uh, I was there for my birthday weekend. I was also there this past weekend. Um, and your girl had five beignets while I was there. That's right, five beignets. Don't ask me why I did it. I just know it was carbs and it was fried dough with sugar on it. So who would say no to that? <laughs> Uh, but pray my strength in the Lord because I'm trying so hard to work these calories off this week um, any way that I can. So if y'all got any tips, tricks, or whatever, uh, let your girl know. But nah, New Orleans was a vibe. I actually had the opportunity to partner with my people at Capital One. And um, they have an HBCU initiative, and they actually invited me to New Orleans, and they invited me to um, speak at their HBCU Kings and Queens. And you know, when I talk about this, everybody's been asking me, like, oh, how was it? How was it? I'm realizing a lot of people don't know what it means to be an HBCU King and Queen. It's really, like, I thought all schools had this, but upon talking to other people, it seems like this wasn't something that occurred at PWI. So let me just explain it to you if you didn't go to an HBCU. So, So at any HBCU... You're going to have a Mr. and Miss of the university. For instance, I went to Delaware State University. Shout out to us. Uh, Go Hornets. Um, You're going to have a Miss DSU and a Mr. DSU. So it's a campaign season. My bad, y'all. It's campaign season. People are, like, campaigning all over campus in order for uh, to be voted in as Mr. and Miss DSU. And they're uh, they're inducted at a coronation at homecoming. So I can't wait to go to homecoming this year to see um, the induction of the new Mr. and Miss DSU. Um, So yeah, so that's what that looks like. And the Royal Court, uh, basically their Royal Court is any other Mr. or Miss on campus. So you have Mr. Sophomore, Mr. Miss Sophomore, Mr. Junior, Miss Junior, like Miss Freshman. It goes all through through classes. And they even have uh, department-based Mr. and Miss, right? So uh, for instance, I would have been like Miss Psychology or, you know, Mr. Uh, Science and Education. So All these individuals who were in student leadership and they were the uh, kings and queens on their campus uh, from 53 HBCUs. I'm going to say that number again. Five, three, 53 HBCUs, their royal court gathered in New Orleans. And, you know, we we just had such healing conversations and they were so engaged and, and really just kind of like talking about what it means to be a campus leader and things that impact their mental health. And y'all know I have a deep love for young people and students. So um, if you want a recap of what that looks like, make sure that y'all go ahead to my Instagram page and you know, show me some love on that post and you guys can see the whole breakdown. Uh, I did get a few questions on LinkedIn regarding like, you know, uh, being a speaker. People often ask me, um, you know, how I go about getting booked. All I can say is like, you know, God's favor, honestly, like, um, but when you put yourself out there, like, and you know, the favor of God is on your life, like people, uh, people see that people gravitate toward that. So 
Um, but let me know if you guys are interested in knowing like the logistics of like being a speaker, traveling to talk about what you love, because I'd love to kind of like dig deeper into that. Um, yeah. So let me know if that's something you're interested in. Uh, but anyway, I want you guys to get into this episode for this week. This episode was near and dear to my heart because it was really something I was experiencing at the time of, you know, it is what it is, kind of accepting uh, emotions. I'll let you guys listen to it. But I am going to say, this is a disclaimer, are y'all my family or not? Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so since y'all are my family, I'm going to be transparent with y'all. So this week we were having some audio uh, technical difficulties. Y'all know I typically try to use a good mic. You know, you you grow in the podcasting world, so you got to increase the equipment that you're using to give the viewers a quality show. Um, and so I, you know, I, I invested in a good mic. However, this time it was, uh, we were having some microphone difficulty. And so for some reason or another, there um, it, it didn't connect or what have you. So it sounds very echoey. So do what you got to do to listen to the episode and just uh, get all the nuggets, get all the gems from it. If you got to turn it up or turn it down or whatever. Um, I, I totally understand like if it's uh, difficult to hear, but all I ask is that, of course, forgive me this week and uh, just, you know, try your best to listen to it and gain whatever it is you need from it. All right, y'all. So I'm gonna let y'all listen to it. God bless. And let me know what y'all think. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dr. Shonda, and you are now listening to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk about mental health and the culture, and we're promoting self-reflection through meaningful conversations. Y'all, I am your host, Dr. Shonda, and I am here with you yet another week to talk about mental health, our emotions, how we show up in the world to our family, our friends, co-workers, loved ones, everyone, in order to help us to live a better and more uh, whole life. So again, I'm excited to be here. Y'all know I'm, I'm still excited about joining this network, so y'all gonna keep hearing about it. Uh, make sure that you guys text the podcast to 21000 so that you can stay up to date with everything that we're, we're doing with Revolt, as well as our upcoming celebration uh, for signing our contracts for the Revolt Podcast Network. Y'all, it's another week. And I'm excited. Like, I, I think I want to just hop right into this topic that we're discussing because it hits so close to home, uh, very much close to home. Uh, and, and so, you know, one thing that I've been talking about to you guys is the importance that I felt uh, regarding taking a break uh, due to feeling overwhelmed and really intense emotions that I was experiencing earlier in the year. Y'all really showed up for me and really had my back during the time where I did take a break. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. But one thing that I learned during that break is the importance of accepting emotions and feeling emotions right accepting emotions and so really when when reviewing this topic and um kind of acknowledging where i was and still am in life and uh really processing things like you know grief and anxiety and things of that nature it really kind of um it, it dawned on me that i can't be the only one that experienced difficulty when doing this like accepting the emotions that i'm feeling so i wanted to talk to you all about it because i can imagine there are some people out there who might be engaging in emotional avoidance, who might be suppressing their emotions, who might be distancing themselves from negative, what we deem as negative emotions in society, but in actuality, there are no, there is no such thing as a negative emotion. All emotions serve a purpose, right? So when we talk about negative emotions in this podcast, what I'm talking about is those 
uh, intense, significant emotions, things that you feel but you don't want to feel, like, you know, sadness, uh, fear, uh, grief, like all those emotions are what we label as like the intense, significant emotions. And so when I was, you know, thinking about this, this uh, topic and what I wanted to share with y'all, what, what came to me is this concept of acceptance, right? And so in the black community, when we, you know, when we accept that something is, is, is the way it is, uh, we literally say that, listen, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. So in our community, that is a black colloquialism that we tend to utilize when we are just accepting the state of something. We are accepting that, uh, you know, it, it just happened this way. It transpired this way. I'm feeling this way. So today's episode is called It Is What It Is. We're talking about our emotions, right? We're talking about accepting our emotions, even the ones that we don't want to feel. So some of you might be asking, why do I need to accept? Why do I need to feel intense emotions like sadness and grief and anxiety and fear? Like all these things that I don't want to feel. So let's hop right into it. We're talking about why this is important. Number one, because of the nature of our emotions, the nature of them. Right. So for those of you who, uh, you know, might, might not understand uh, regarding emotions, Every single emotion, every emotion under the sun has a function. They all serve a purpose. As human beings, it was never intended for us to always feel happy 100% of the time. It was never intended for us to feel sad 100% of the time. A part of our human nature is the fact that we have a plethora of emotions and we are expected to experience those emotions. We're expected to feel those emotions but the problem is when we feel things that are more intense our automatic go-to is we want to distance it we want to we wanted to separate ourselves from it however a part of the purpose of uh experiencing emotions is it one it can let us know when it's time to protect ourselves two it can let us know when it's time to uh, re retreat into ourselves and kind of uh to, to really tend to our emotional needs like for instance when you're feeling sadness right uh, emotions can let us know when it's time to set boundaries with people or set boundaries in, in settings and places, right? So everything that you're feeling tells you something. It signals your body in some way, shape, or form. It has a function. So distancing yourself from that is not healthy. And you were, again, you were never intended to not feel these emotions. You're, our intent as humans is to experience the wide range of emotions and to allow them to exist. All right. Uh, number two, there are consequences of avoiding negative emotions. Dr. Shana, what do you mean? I don't avoid any of my emotions. Let me give you a scenario. So let's say you're experiencing some level of anxiety and your go to is to uh, drink alcohol to avoid this. Let's say that you're experiencing a breakup and you're experiencing uh, grief and loss as a result of that. And your go to is to smoke. Let's say that you are, you know, experiencing a hardship in your life and and uh, your go to is to engage in uh, other means of unhealthy coping, such as, um, you know, acting out or to spend excessive amounts of money, which is a thing um, that people <laughs> tend to do in order to avoid emotions, uh, to act out even like, you know, sexually as a form of uh, avoiding emotions. Like all of these things are, are emotional avoidance strategies. They're emotional avoidance tactics. And one thing that we must realize, especially in our community, in the black community, is that we are oftentimes, a lot of us are conditioned to suppress how we're feeling. 
oftentimes a lot of us are conditioned to to distance ourselves from how we're feeling even from an ancestral standpoint right when we're thinking about the enslaved period when we're thinking about our ancestors who were not allowed to feel emotions who were not allowed to express emotion they had to continue to work through turmoil continue to work through trauma and those same types of behaviors and uh, ideologies were passed down from generation to generation we are literally operating from a trauma-based response when we choose to separate ourselves from our emotions that is rooted in a trauma and so when we tend to do this we're not giving ourselves the grace to allow ourselves to be human and we're doing more harm to ourselves than good not only is is unhealthy coping mechanisms uh, just just detrimental to to your being as a, a person, right? So again, if I'm feeling uh, these different difficult emotions, that's hard for me to feel, and my go-to is to smoke or to drink or what have you, then I'm not giving myself the opportunity to feel and to understand what these emotions are telling me. I'm also sending a message to my body that these emotions are too intense for me to handle. Therefore, I need to separate myself from them, which in turn can create a cycle in yourself. Right. It can reinforce the pattern of whenever uh, Shonda experiences this emotion that she has to distance herself from it. And that's how patterns are developed. That's how disruptive patterns of coping are developed. That's how people begin to engage in excessive substance abuse or engage in acting out behaviors as a result of distancing themselves from emotions because we told, literally told our brain, made that connection in our brain that these emotions are too intense for us to handle. Therefore, we need to do something else to distract ourselves from feeling them. That's problematic. That's problematic. That That's not... Pro uh, productive in any way shape or form but also from a from a um, survival standpoint right you, you feeling as though this is helping you to survive but in actuality this is only diminishing you as a person like even from a physical standpoint when people distance themselves from emotions when they suppress how they're actually feeling people begin to experience the phys the physical effects of those emotions because let's keep in mind, emotions don't just go away, right? So if you're if you're distancing yourself from feeling what you're feeling, it can lead to increased stress, increased anxiety, which can also lead to high blood pressure, heart disease, ulcers, right? Difficulty in the digestive system, GI difficulty. Like there, there are so many different things from a physical standpoint that this can lead to. That is why it is important for us to really start accepting and embracing the emotions that we feel in its totality. Not just the good days that you're having, because that's easy, right? I, if I'm feeling happy, I'm going to feel that emotion. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to want it to last for as long as possible. But because I am human, I am going to have sad moments. Because I am human, I am going to have moments where I am fearful. Because I'm a human, I'm going to have moments where I'm feeling feeling guilty or feeling feeling upset. Like I'm going to have those emotions. And by distancing myself from them, I am not allowing myself to fully function as a human and feel those emotions. I'm not giving myself that opportunity, which can lead to detrimental side effects from an emotional and physical standpoint. Also, we must keep in mind that there is power and accepting our negative emotions. There is power in accepting our negative emotions. And so there was a specific article 
uh, and, and I said negative, my apologies, I mean significant emotions. So there was an article uh, that was written by the Bronfenbrenner Center for Translational Research. I wanted to make sure I got that right. The Bronfenbrenner's uh, Translational Research Center. So they developed an article about accepting significant emotions. And one of the things that they had highlighted is that there is significant, uh, a significant amount of power that we give ourselves when we allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling, right? To feel those emotions that we wanna, that we wanna just, yes, your initial reaction might be to distance yourself from it. Yes, your initial reaction might be to separate yourself from it, but the more you give yourself the ability to, to uh, lean into it and engulf yourself in it, uh, not saying you have to stay in that place, but we're saying just feeling it for a moment it allows you to, to accept this as a, a healthy alternative to avoid it. So instead of avoiding it, a healthier alternative is to feel it and accept it. it hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Also allows you to acknowledge the presence of these emotions without judging yourself. Right. I know many of us have experienced self-judgment before. Many of us have experienced, you know, feeling as though. And, and for those of you who might not know what I mean by self-judgment, let me just give you an example. When we're having an emotional response and we, we say things like I shouldn't be feeling this way. Why am I saying this to myself? Why am I still in this place? You were literally at the point where you're judging yourself at that time instead of allowing those emotions to just be instead of allowing yourself to feel. Right. You are judging yourself. So to accept those significant emotions means that you are also uh, standing in a place of non-judgment to yourself from a, a non-judgmental space and allowing yourself to just be a human because humans have emotions. So when you allow that space to to be a human and to show up in this this dynamic way and in all these different areas of emotions, then you're giving yourself that permission to actually uh, have those moments where you're feeling great, have those moments where you're not feeling the best and acknowledge that that is totally OK. Because what, not, what isn't OK is to have one state of emotion 100 percent of the time. That is not that it was again, it was never intended for us as humans to experience that. It was never intended for us as as people to have one specific emotion our entire lives or throughout the, the whole day we're we're designed to experience the fluctuation of emotion so it's about how we are accepting them there are also positive effects of emotional acceptance right 
So, and specifically when it comes to our well-being and our quality of life, research actually tells us that the more we're able to accept our emotions, even the harsh ones, even the ones that I don't want to feel, the better well it is for my well-being as a person. And so I, I want y'all to keep that in mind. The better it is for your overall well-being as a person. That means that the more you distance yourself and separate yourself from those emotions, the more trouble you'll have in terms of uh, the, the, the quality of life that you live, right? The, the, the feelings that you have, even when the, the feeling subsides, like that it's going to be a lot more difficult for people so it's really important for us to develop this state of emotional acceptance accepting where you are emotionally and lastly being able to accept emotions that are difficult that are really uh significant and powerful essentially it builds up a sense of emotional resilience emotional resilience and that's another concept that was brought out in this article that i had told you about emotional resilience right uh, so being emotionally resilient, if you think about a rubber band, right? So if you think about the way in which a rubber band is developed, so the more uh, stretchy it is, is all based on the, the pruning process. So when you're making a rubber band, it relies heavily on heat um, to, to be able to be more flexible, more like to, to roll with the punches, essentially. So that means that the more you're able to feel the heat of your emotions, if we can use that metaphor to feel your emotions, it makes you more resilient. The ability to bounce back like a rubber band. So again, when we say accept emotions and to feel them, we're not saying stay in that place, but we're saying to feel them. Allow yourself to go through the process of having them, which will essentially build up that level of emotional resilience and to allow you as a person to, to experience even more difficult things in life and to be able to bounce back from it. So I hope that was helpful for you. Listen, that was helpful for me even talking through it. Um, so I'm so grateful that you guys chose to be with me yet another week as we were discussing emotional uh, avoidance and knowing how to accept emotion because it is what it is. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda. Don't forget, you have the power to create the emotions that you want to experience. Check us next week on the Revolt Podcast Network. Anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.